What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Next Gen Podcast. It's your boy Destiny, aka Griffith, and today I have the pleasure of uh, I have a special guest on this podcast. Could you introduce yourself, please? My name is Nathaniel Richardson Jr. I'm a lad jump professor in the Department of Education. I'm a retired superintendent. Oh, okay, okay. Well, thank you, Mr. Richardson, come uh, for coming in this episode. Uh, for those for those who don't know, you are actually a former student at PVMU. Yes, long time ago, I'm a oh. 1975 undergrad student. Oh, okay, and okay. I came back in the early 80s to get my master's and did my uh, management certification. Okay, okay. Um, could you uh, for the for the audience, could you tell them you know your uh, your story? You know how was you know being at PV back. Those those times compared to now, and you know, well, Purdue has always been a place. Uh, I had the concept that you know, education is the only career that make all other careers possible. And Purdue had a legend of producing productive people. And of uh-huh. course, my hometown is only about eighteen miles north of here, so I had a working knowledge of the university. I always had good professors; they were very demanding. And uh, we sort of stepped up to the plate. You know, that what was expected of you. Okay. Um, good climate, place to learn. They've always had that kind of atmosphere. But it's like any other place. It's what you bring to the table. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but overall, how was your experience at PV? Um, was it no? Was it good? Was it bad? Was it mixed above? Was it no? Because, you know, I, I'm class of 2025, and, you know, you're class of... Uh, 1975. 1965. So, there's a, there's a, so yeah, so there's a, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a gap in there. And so, you know, you may, may have seen a whole lot of difference, a lot of different things that I haven't seen. The, the thing that, like a, like a classroom, the thing that continues to change is the student that's coming to the classroom. But my uh, time here at Pro Review was... was very interesting. I really enjoyed school. Uh, I think sometimes we miss out on having that opportunity to mature and, and enjoy the journey that you're on. And, and I have no negative uh, experiences the time I spent here at okay. PV as a student. And now I'm back here as an adjunct professor. And, mm-hmm. and, and I can see some things that have changed. And things do change. So nothing remains stagnant. you know. So, uh, But I think it's good. The educational system is yeah. good for the students, but again, I go back to the statement: it's what do you bring to the table? And what, when you say what, what you bring to the table, what are you? Uh, are you coming here to get an education? Are you coming here to find your spouse? Or, or, or what you know what you bring to the table? And, and that's a commonality: is that uh, sometimes we we uh, come to school to get away from our present environment. At the same time, we need to take advantage of the education opportunities that are here. So, I say, what do you bring to the table? Okay, okay. Uh, when you, when a student has been accepted to Perry University, what are some some things that they should be striving to do while while we are here at this four year program? Uh is a very unique uh, place. It, it usually we usually take individuals who probably can't get into most places. And there's a, such a nurturing spirit here uh, with the faculty that they tend to uh, uh, be sometimes more than just an instructor. They are also 
sometimes mom and dad to some of us. And, and that's a good thing. And I think that is one of the things that saved me as a youngster coming from a rural community that uh, that wasn't a, a, a lot for me to uh, have to worry about because the other the people that were here took care of us as students. Wow. Okay, okay. And did you, you know, at the time where you were a student at Perry University, did you ever feel any racism, any backlash, any, you know, anything, any of that sort of nature? I can't say. I was lucky. Mm. I was lucky being, being, being an, uh, a student who was also involved in extracurricular activities. And some of the things that maybe other students had a experience, I didn't experience that. And that was the same way coming from high school, because at high school, that was a time of integration, where we moved from segregation to integration. And uh, and I know the experience for some students was different, but being in athletics and, and always on the go, uh-huh. you tend not to see the real world. And then when you step back and look, say, oh, that was going on, and I really didn't realize it was going on. Because you were treated somewhat different. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, you, so you were an athlete. I was an athlete when I transferred in. So, but I did not participate in athletics here. Okay. Okay. I, I, I came from a JUCO school. What? What is that for? Those who Bland Junior College. I transferred here from Prairie View, and uh, I thought about uh, getting into athletics. And I said, No, I'm just going to get my Degree and move on, and that's what I did. But it was a good experience. Right. I cannot say that I had a bad experience here at PV because at that particular time there were people from the community, not necessarily from Magnolia, but from Hempstead that I knew because I had competed in athletics against their children, and they knew who I was. So they sort of washed out for you and went the extra mile. And that's one of the things about the university: if you seek it, it's there. Whatever it may be, if you seek it, it's there. If you're sick, it's there. It's there. So it that, you, that could be trouble. It could be good things, bad things. Whatever you seek is there if you look hard enough. Hmm. But I was looking for the thing that was going to move me through life, not just for me, myself, but yeah. how could I make a different moving forward? And that was the individual was here to give us a roadmap to that. Okay, okay. Um. Okay, so you say if you're sick, it's there. So if if you're someone like me that's trying to uh, be a leader slash be the next version of Eric Thomas, who was like a motivational speaker, someone that I look up to, can I find it here? Yeah, yeah, yes, you can. Um, they said leaders are born. I think to some degree that is true, but also as we met, as we mature in life, and if we have good role models. We tend to want to mimic those individuals, especially if they were with a positive in your life. Mm-hmm. And I had the, the, the fortunate uh, uh, experience that that was a man named Maurice Owens, who lived right here on Owens Circle, who in junior high, he was my science teacher, as well as my basketball coach. And sometimes he was the only father figure we saw. And uh, he, he made a difference. He wanted us to expire to a high level to do some things in life that you look back and say what did you do for mankind and Mm. you always want to say I tried to make a difference and I think that's the motto to some degree of this university you try to make a difference so whatever you're looking for is here 
Okay, okay. But what if you, um, you know, you're you're a shy person and don't, you know, you know, you come, you you're you're new, uh, fresh out, out of high school, graduate high school, you come here at PV. How you know who to? Who, how you know the ones that are going to help you? Are the ones that are not going to help you? How you know who to go to? Who you not to go to? Then you have to be the kind of person who's willing to do that research. Find the organizations. You you have to know what you want. Find the organization that's going to make you better. That's going to build on the things that you're looking for. They are here. Some people decide to be in fraternity for sororities, etc. Some people decide to be in. Athletics. Some people decide to go the academic route. Some decide to go music. Whatever you want is here. You have to be uh, cognitive of those things that you're looking for. Okay, okay. Uh, since you've been your at preview and you know, since you've been your at just for your program, what are some changes that you notice over time? Well, some of the main changes, especially in the education department. Uh, Raising our standards, you know. Mm-hmm. At one time, we was about to lose our accreditation, and so uh, the dean took some hard uh, steps to increase uh, our graduation rate, and he did that by raising the standards. And there's nothing wrong with raising standards. Expectation, inspect and expect, you know. If, if because uh, again, I'll go back to what I said earlier. Education is the only career that make all other careers possible. Engineer, doctor, all those kind of things. You have to give credit to those people who are your teachers. So you take that 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 one to say, okay, we want the best that we can to come into the education department because to me that is the foundation of all the things that happen here at Prairie View that teach you, that instruct in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And okay, with that being said, um, why do you think? That PVMU is not as normal compared to um, U of H or, or uh, you know, uh, Texas uh, Texas State University or, you know, uh, Texas uh, TSU, you know. I didn't really know about this uh, this school until a, a good friend of mine uh, uh, told me I go to this, you know, uh, I go to Prairie University. And I was like, Prairie University? I never heard of it. So why do you think, like, it's not as... Well, I think it's just like life... In general, if you're going to make decisions in our country, you have to get in the mainstream of the economic system. Uh, it depends on who's telling the story. If I'm at the table, then I get a chance to tell my story. But if I'm not at the table, I don't get a chance to tell my story. Uh, Prairie View is well known. You know, uh, some people may wish that not to be so, but. Uh, it is well known, and we have to keep telling our story and not allowing others to tell our story. Okay, okay. Um, the students here at uh, Prairie View, you know, are, I know you you come across a different students every day. What, have, what, what amazes you about the students here at this campus? Compared to the time you were, you know, it's to yourself. Society has, has has offered a lot of things, distracted for students. I, I think being here, what Preview has done, it has helped set the parameters. Meaning? Meaning that uh, these are the things that, that, that we're going to 
strive to do. And we want you to work within these parameters. And if you work in these parameters, then your end product is going to be what you want. But if you don't work within those parameters, we're not going to say you're not going to be successful, but your road is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. You have to decide, what my register statement said, what do you bring to the table? If you come here for it, you can find it. Because mm-hmm. it's here. Okay, okay. And do you have, uh, you know, uh, kids or grandkids that go here as well, or or not yet? No, not I, yet. I have kids, but none of them came to Pro Review. I have my youngest daughter, yes. which is my only daughter. She went to Texas State. Wow. Uh, that was a decision that my wife and I when we got engaged. <laughs> she had said, if we ever have a kid, I would like for her to go to Texas State. And and that was okay with me. Oh, okay. I, I okay. tease her all the time. I said, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, if you're a Pro Review, this could have happened, that could have happened, and this could ah, have happened. I see. <laughs> uh, Recruit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yes. it, uh, she's not in Tennessee, and uh, but time to time I would buy her stuff and send it to her. It has Pro Review on it, and the kids ah, really okay. uh, gravitate to her. Where you get that from? She said, well, my dad is a graduate of PV, and now he's an adjunct professor there. And uh, he, time to time he would send me things. Memorabilia and that kind of stuff in PV. Okay, okay, that's good. That's good. Um, from a time oh, you could remember to now, have you ever faced any backlash over like racism, discrimination, into like that segregation? You know, not not directly, but not I directly. know there are some things that have happened here. I just not really, yeah, but to, just over our life. Overall, as well. I have not been a part of it, but I know that they exist. You know, like 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 being able to vote where some of the university at one time they have always had the opportunity to vote on campus, and that just happened to Prairie View relatively uh, early, not many years ago, because that that wasn't always available to them. Just the simple things in life that you we sometimes take for granted, they weren't always here for the kids at Prairie View. Uh, that's true. Um, going about. Pick on back what you said. Uh, what do you bring in, in, on the table when you're when you're in this particular program? Um, and how can a student? How, how like if a student is lost, how can they find themselves? Like one, okay, what do I know? Okay, how do I know what my major really is? How do I know I uh, really want to do this and that? You know. Cause it 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 took a while for me to like okay figure out like okay I really want to do this you know and and I also want to do this as well you know because at some point I was a little bit everywhere but I eventually found myself so what are some things that they should do while they're here? Well, it, every student that walks on this campus gonna have an advisor. You need to seek out yeah. who's your advisor. Coming from high school, I always knew I wanted to to be in athletics, and I knew to be in athletics, I almost also had to be in education. And if I wasn't going to be in education, then I had to choose a field that right. that, it, that was rewarding plus would get me to where I wanted to go. So I I had that prior knowledge coming in. Now it was time for me to sit down with my advisor for he or she to, to lay me a roadmap. How do I get to the next day? Here's where I want to be. What are the programs or the courses that I must take to get there? So that, that help is here. Yeah, it, it did, indeed, indeed. Um, 
you know, there's there's um one one of the few things I like about uh prairie is that it gets you know it gives you a lot of opportunities like like you just said, uh you know whatever you want it can be found here, and you know I I noticed that um there's a lot of you know people that are, also you know, a lot but there's a few people that I know that are presidents or from or of different organizations and uh, you know. Uh, that go to uh, the White House or go to uh, uh, just recently uh, a group of students went to the, uh, the, uh, to NBC New York for uh, um, the stock exchange exchange and that was that was awesome and uh, you know uh, it was really it was really amazing to see that you know we got to be, uh, had the opportunity to go there and so on and so on but um, I really want to. Oh, really focus on on that particular year, and you know, if you could just tell me, like, you know, how, how, you know, how you were raised, like, um, what's what, what, what were your beliefs, like, what were your uh, your uh, your rule, uh, your uh, principles, you know, if you could talk about okay. that a little bit more. Growing up in rural Magnolia, uh, my parents always instilled in us that we was as good as anybody. So uh, I didn't, I didn't. Grow from a deficit model in my mind because my parents had already set that tone that you are as good as anybody. So when I came to Prairie Review and, and that motto that we produce productive people and I could see people doing well who graduate from here and, and, and I saw it happen to myself because once I graduated, I got to be principal of a high school, I got involved with the Gates Marshall Foundation, which, uh, which allowed me to, for five years, to take a uh, kids from my high school that I principal to New York City. Mm. Five trips also we got to be an exemplary campus and with that with Prairie View support and my service in Region 4 we was able to uh, tour the United States for about four years telling our story because we were a majority minority school we were 71% economically disadvantaged and here we was an uh, exemplary and a national woman and family school and I, and I give a lot of that credit to Prairie View, the foundation that they gave me, to be a leader, to take kids of all colors and move forward with them. And not seeing the color, but seeing what the kid yeah. bring to the table and make sure that, that uh, they had the right uh, people uh, supporting them and exposing them to some things that, that would inspire them to do some of those same things that we were able to see. Oh God, that, that's good, sir. That's good. I, I did not know that. Huh. Okay, just want to know. <laughs> um, if you want me asking, are you um, you know, Christian, Catholic, or I, I attend the Baptist Church in, in Brookshire where I live. Okay, okay. And okay, so do you you know uh, carry your your belief everywhere you go, or is you know? I don't try to push my belief on on anybody. That's that's a choice that yeah, you have to make. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I, I'm what I meant. But that is like I've given. I said I want to ask you or someone ask you. Oh, you know, I, are you so Mr. Richardson? Are you a Christian? Do you believe in God? And, well, I'm, I'm, I sort of uh, smile at that sometimes when someone asks me, "Well, what are you?" I tell them I'm a Richardson. Mm. My, my father's name is Nathaniel Richardson, and my mother's name is. Or maiden name is Dorothy Davis, but but I but I believe in a in a power that's greater than myself, right. and that happened to be Jesus Christ. Now that may not be for everybody, and that's, and, right, and right. that's okay. Yeah, you know, to each his own. 
Indeed, indeed. So my question, my next question will be, how did you and God meet? How did we meet? Yes. Well, uh, I was brought up that way. I was brought up in the church, so it was it was a part of my culture upbringing right. that, uh, that, that that you go to church, you can do whatever you want to on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but Sunday morning you <laughs> will find yourself <laughs> in church, and that was so. It's like anything else. We do things over seven times, then it tends to become a what a habit. Yes, and then sometimes that habit turns into tradition, then it mm. come and turn to culture, and then it become a way of life for you. And, and, and that's a choice that individuals make. Because sometimes kids who grew up in the church sort of moves away from it. Regardless, mm. I'm being Baptist and my wife being Catholic, and, and people didn't understand how is it that I said, well, still a person. I said I'm one God. Mm. It's that simple. Indeed, but, but that is for me. I can't. Yeah. I can't paint that picture for yeah. anybody else, but for Nathaniel Richardson Jr. Uh, yes, indeed, indeed. Um, have you ever? Um, yeah, at some point, like, like maybe you know, God doesn't exist. Have you ever felt that? You know, I've been on that stage where you know, God did did exist, or it was just like, man, no. I think being human, there are times that we we ask a question, why? When things happen, I can remember when the space shuttle blew up, and prior to that, there was a big push uh, away from a organized religion. And I can remember the first thing that happened when the spaceship up in the in the announcers came on TV. The first thing they said, "Oh my God!" Now, now you can't have it both ways. Meaning, meaning that either you believe or you don't, and that's okay. That's what makes us human. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> I I just wanted to ask because I you know uh you know I. I believe in God, and you know, I'm not. Of course, I'm not trying to put that on anybody as well. You know, like you just said, you know, we all have our own beliefs. We all preserve certain things, and that's fine. I just want to see, you know, mm. well, religion yes. and politics is one's choice. Indeed, it's just just your choice. Indeed, indeed. Um, with that being said, do you have a particular scripture or verse that you, you know, that sticks out, or a story in the Bible that sticks out to you? And if so, why? Um, because to me, it's the book of it's the, I, I, it's the story of Job. I don't try to put myself in a ministerial position, but there are things that I remember in, in school growing up that uh, one of my teachers said to me: "said uh, You know, you, you, you got to know that there's a greater entity than yourself, and the tough times going to come. And when tough times come, what you going to do? What you going to lean on? And you lean on your faith." Then she said, beyond your faith, if there's anything else that, that, that you can carry from my classroom out into the world. And, and and it was in 1969. And I remember in 1969, I read the poem Invictus. And, and, it, and it stayed with me to this day. And it goes like this out of the night that covers me. Like it's a pit from pole to pole. I thank God for whatever I may be for my unconquerable soul. Yeah. In the fair crutch of circumstance, I have not winced or cried aloud. But under blood on a chance, my head is bloody, but unbowed. Beneath this place looms the horror of the shade. Yet the midst of the years she'll find me, she'll find me unafraid. It matters not how straight your gate or charged with punishment is gold. For I am the master of my fate. 
I'm the captain of my soul. So those last words, the choices that I make determines my path. Mm. That's true. So he'll stay with me since 1969 to this day. That means something to me. Wow. I just wow. That that is true. I can I can relate with that too. In in, in some in some ways. No, uh, well, because you know, I grew up a little, a little bit differently. You know, uh, I saw uh, things a little bit differently that maybe maybe you have seen them. You know, but um, of course, I uh, I found my uh, I found God through uh, a a mentor of mine, through uh, my uncle. Actually, uh, it was it was a Baptist church, and uh, there was this guy, Mister John, and uh, we we would just go there every you know every Sunday. I didn't think much of it. You know, it's just church. You know, go there, praise the Lord, and and go on by my day. But over time, I started to have a bond with Mister John, and he uh, showed me another side of God that I didn't know because I knew God, but I didn't know of God. You know, and when he showed me a different perspective of God, I uh, my mind was blown. And you know, I eventually decided to get baptized, and uh, ever since then, I you know I had my ups and downs. Of course, you know, I so said there was times where I I stepped away from God, but He never stepped away from me. And you know, a clear example is you're at Perry University, mm-hmm. <laughs> where like there was they there was a time where I was like, you know, let me just take a step away. I want to I want to step away, but let me just take a break with from God, you know, and come here and you know, you know. I focus about my major. I focus on myself and here and there, but uh, but had but funny enough, God can't. God said, "Hey, I'm here." <laughs> Through yeah. uh, Miss Miles, shout out to her, and you know I knew it was God because she said something that only God and me talked about. You know, <laughs> and uh, funny enough, I, I came back and uh, I've been on the road ever since then. With me and him have been on the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, faith is, is one of those things that, that are personal things. And people don't like to talk about it as somebody on the show because they don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. And, and we have to be very careful about being offended. But if someone asks you, then yeah. you t- you sh- if you feel comfortable, share it with them. I mean, yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. Of I, I don't tell people they have to belong to an organized religion. That is totally up to them. I and I've been an educator for over forty six years. Forty six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely saw uh, a lot. <laughs> uh, Thirty seven years in pre K K, and now nine years here at the university. So, you know, I, I'm never gonna yeah uh, meet someone with that attitude. Hey, I'm a so 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 so. You gotta try. No, that's something you have to because that's a choice. Right. Those things are choices. I feel it's a good choice, but those are choices. Yeah. I, I, I trust me. I definitely understand, man. I'm definitely understand. You know, uh, every time I uh, every time I come on this podcast, or every time I wake up, you know, I'm, I'm always thankful for God for letting me wake up to uh, you know, a beautiful day. You know, because sometimes there's days where like uh, you know I could I could have you know some some bad days, but I'm most thankful that I I got to wake up that day. And get the opportunity to share this uh, platform with a major person like yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because you are a legend in, in this industry. <laughs> you may not know it, but you are. Uh, le- you, to, well, you know, to me at least, you know, you're someone that I would definitely I have mad, uh, I have respect for. Uh, someone that I would, I would I definitely look up to to be better and do better. You know, because there's not a whole lot of y'all left. <laughs> I want me, but y'all are talking about like you, Miss Miles, Mrs. Uh, Miss Minnie Cyrus. 
You know, uh, you know Mrs. Cyrus? Yes, Mrs. she Cyrus? was my she was my teacher. She used to work for me when I was high school principal. Oh, really? Uh huh. Do you know Mr. Spike? I don't know Mr. Spike uh, and, and Mrs. Cyrus' husband taught me social studies when I first came to Prairie Review. So we've sort of come up full circle. But uh, <laughs> uh, getting to know people, you know, and none of us got here by ourselves. None no, of us. No. That was that was somebody in our life that got us to where we are, and, and now it's our time to uh, give back. You know, uh, I was talking to uh, I went to the financial aid office, right? And um, I uh, there was a lady of my uh, there was a lady up that works there. She was saying that you know we are the the future tomorrow we are the the leaders you know we're the next you know coming up at you know once you, you know eventually at some point y'all will have to decide to okay I'm stepping back putting the two week notice in retire and then we take over do you think we're ready to take over right now or if or if not what are some things that you think could prepare us I to take say, over I would say it like this ready or not here y'all come we are now Old people. Uh, someone asked me today, Mr. When are you going to retire? I said, I'm going to retire when I don't feel like doing what I'm doing anymore. I want to make sure when I retire that I've done something to prepare the next generation of students to take my place. I want someone to be not like me, but greater than me mm. because of the opportunities been given to me. I want to also try to make those opportunities available for other students. Growing up in a little country town in Magnolia, who would have ever thought that I would be one day uh, a principal and a, and a superintendent, a board member, uh, set on economic development for a city, and now an adjunct professor at a university? Uh, no one could paint that picture. It, it could not have happened, I don't believe, in any other country but the one that, I'm, that we're in. With all of this problem. I still believe that we we still have a good country because I want to I want to believe that because we do believe mm. the the dream is not finished but but I want to think that, that that in this country God has really shared His grace um, and we owe the next generation so. Have it better than we have. With that being said, do you have do you have a you know a candidate in mind or you know someone that you know could be your successor after it's all said and done? You know. No, but I've I've been able to, uh, like a better word, to be a shepherd of about five guys now and two and two young ladies who now are superintendent of school. And, and I've t- told them growing up, I said, you guys can be better than me. And those guys are out there doing it. Well, you said they could be better than you. What are you trying to what, what do you mean better than you? As in, uh, like, uh, the opportunities out, you had, they have the, the opportunities that, that I did, yes. Because it, it's there for them. Okay, okay. Well, while they are still in training, what are things that you are, you are in? Install in though, besides academically, I tried to tell them the same way I treated them. You can't do the work 
yourself. You have to empower others. And when I say empower others, the work actually happens in the classroom with the teachers. You have to give them the flexibility to be bold in the classroom. Sometime every year, there's, there's, a, there's a new thing to say. We need to do this and go make our kids better. We need to hone in on those things that we know that are concrete, which is reading and writing. And hone in on those things and make sure those things are always in the forefront, regardless what class it may be. And you'll see the change because there's new things coming out every year for educators. Because I tend to see most of the time we have non-educators making decisions for educators don't have a clue what's going on. And we grab that program and run with it. There are some things sometimes you have to etch yourself in and say, I know this work. It has passed the test of time. We're not going to throw this aside. At the same time, you have to remember, you do have a supervisor, and you have to follow what your supervisor wants. But there are some things, right? regardless who my supervisor is, right. that I'm going to do because I know it's good for students. Mm. So you will be willing to risk certain things, I, even I, your job for I've never been afraid to lose my job because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow whatever the uh, structure or lack of a better term, uh, follow policy. And usually policy does give you some flexibility, like like the state of Texas. You know, we have the TEKS, right? Right. That is what to teach, but it doesn't tell us what how to teach. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and there are some strategies in education that, that we can use that is concrete and absolute and we should never deviate from I know there's a big push in America to change things. And one of the worst things I heard someone say, get rid of libraries. Well, your libraries is the Really? You heard, you heard that? Yes. Oh. Most school districts don't have but one certified librarian because some fool and also decided that was the best way to go. Hmm. Your library is the hub of your educational system, especially at the secondary level. But if it's going to be that way at the secondary level, we definitely need a foundation. So why not get kids exposed to the library and using the library at the elementary level? Uh, I could go on and on about that, but really? that's not why you wanted me here. But those are the kinds of things that infuriate me about education. We let non-educators make decisions for us all day long. I see, I see. I not know that. But um, but now of course, you know, I one of the reasons why I, I wanted to uh, have you here was because you know you've had um way you have definitely you definitely have more experience than I have. Are you see a lot of things that I haven't seen yet? You know, and um, you know, are you most importantly you're a leader and you're a role model to uh, like to me and other group of people that you're at this university or even outside of this university as well. So, you know, when I, when I had this uh, opportunity to talk to people like yourself, I was want to grab the nod that you have and, you know, and so on. But um, you said that you're, uh, you know, you're a leader. So my question is, what, how can I be a leader? What makes a person leader? How, and how did you know you were a leader? Well, that, that is something label that other people put on you. You have to always know where you're going, why you're going, and how do I get there. And, and you seek those people who have that knowledge. We, we, you always, always when I would hire individuals, I tried to hire individuals who knew more than me. Actually, I would hire those individuals who had my weaknesses. 
because that's how the system gets better. Some people are afraid to hire individuals who are smarter than them. Well, when you do that, then you're crippling your system. If we want to make this system better, let's bring in some new ideas. Mm. Let's bring in a, a young man like you who have a lot of things going on that maybe uh, uh, I'm afraid to touch. And this individual have gone through the processes, and, 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 and this will be a good thing to bring to the table. Hey, why not? If, if it's not any good, we'll junk it. But let's not be afraid to try something new or different. I see, I see. So uh, I would say that, you know, one of the characteristics of being a leader that you cannot worry about offending certain uh, offending people when you're when you're talking when you're talking about certain things. When you when you're in the leadership uh, when you're in the, in the leadership role position, you can't worry about offending certain people. Is that true, or that's true to a certain extent? I, I try to be culturally sensitive anytime. You have to know your audience, and I try to be culturally sensitive. But at the same time, I'm going to tell the truth as I know it, and then if it's a lie, it's because the information that was given to me was a lie. Mm. I, I so, never set out to offend anybody uh, But I'm not going to hide the truth If I have something that I know that's worked This is what we're going to do And I'm not going to uh, uh, Be sorry that I'm doing it Because it works And it's good for kids If it's good enough for kids Then why not let's use it With that being, with that being said How can we How can we have more black Young men in, in the leadership role Meaning like How can we get More people like myself And, and you know Other people here at PV To be leaders Or uh, future uh, Brand owners Or people that You know Have something Going on for themselves Rather than just doing what uh, Rather than being On a different path Of just You know uh, So that's not really important Well Preview is, is Is a part of that movement Right now It's trying to get uh, Minorities Not necessarily black But minorities yeah. In leadership roles, and um, that there's some grants that was given to them, and, and I think that's a move uh, in the state of Texas and across the United States. That uh, when you look around and, and uh, you see our demographics, uh, we have to realize that those kids need to see individuals that look like them. Say that again, sir, please. I said when you when you look around and see our demographic, right. the diversity that is here. Those kids that are coming through the system need to see people in a leadership role that look like them. It's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that 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 because I'm black I can do a better job with you. But research does tell me when kids are able to see people like them, right, they tend to do better. I can I can agree with that. You know why? Because again, one of my role models is Eric Thomas, who is you know uh. uh African American or black, and but uh, but you know besides all that, he he has a story that I can relate to compared to other people who you know who are in the same same color, but he just has a his certain story. thing that I can that I can relate to. So when he, when I hear when I heard his story, when I heard, knew about him a little bit more, I'm like, wait, hold on. If he can do that, I have no excuse and no excuse on not to be successful, you know. So uh, again, he's like one of the uh, few people that I look up to. It's actually one of the few reasons why I'm starting to 
um, uh, reach out more with my brand and uh, why I want to become a social worker. Now, the social worker thing is is just really for me to you know uh, you know get you get the degree right, get the paper, and then you know. Um, but the big thing is to impact really the young uh, young black man. That's really my our target audience really for the long term because I think there's there's not enough of us. That are wanting to take up the matter of being leaders Or take on the matter of being uh, Changing the world I don't say changing the world But changing our communities Little by little You know I, I think that was a, uh, a Theologian once said that When you have success With the little boy And girl Then the mama wins. When you have it success with a little boy and a little girl and the mama, then the household wins. When you have it success with a little boy, a little mama and the household, the community wins. And that goes on and on and on. We have to start somewhere. Right. And what's a better way than to start in the community, regardless what that community looks like? Because someone said we must all come up together, right? Uh, if, if you if you limit the man to what he or she is exposed to, you tend to be able to control him, and and, and that's what I think a lot of people tend to want to do. I'm going to keep you ignorant, and if I can keep you ignorant, I can control you. But I hear you want to take on that battle, or want to be a change agent, which we need a lot more young men. Who want to be change agents mm-hmm. Just because I was born In a system Doesn't mean that system was born in whom In me mm-hmm. Okay Um with, with that being said Did you um No I I would It would be a crime if I did ask you this uh This question Who were your role models that, Or people that you look up to that made you the person that you that you are, or that gave you that that mindset of, of leadership slash role model slash you know the person you are right now. You know, at, at my age, and I and I reflect back, yeah. who was the leaders in the community? Our leaders were school teachers and those in the clergy, mm-hmm. and then next we came the, those uh, uh, entertainers, whether that might have been music. Uh, athletics, but mm-hmm. but the main people in my community growing up in a rural uh, sawmill town, uh, we always put that teacher and preacher way up on the mantle mm, okay. because that's about faith and education, not education then faith, but faith and then education. Huh. You know, I was thinking you were going to say uh, Malcolm X or MLK, Rosa Parks, uh, uh, Jane but, but Adams. You know, that, that's what I thought. But those people was outside of my community. I'm talking about mm, those people yeah. inside of my inside community. community. As, as I got older and began to be knowledgeable and was exposed to different things, then absolutely, there's some there's some great people out there. Um, one of my best ones, I, I, I other than Dr. King and Rosa Parks and the one you name, it's Carter G. Woodson. I mean, you go back and look at some of the things that man said and did. You 
know, it's it's amazing. You know, indeed, indeed. It was it was a man grew up in my community. And I know it was later on that 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 he uh, was a chauffeur for uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, uh, and the book was titled "The, the Black Maitre D." And it tells a story about a man right there in Magnolia, Texas, who who learned early on how to maneuver in a system that didn't include him. Right there in my hometown of Magnolia, Texas. Mm-hmm. We um with with that being with that being said, um what are in this current generation, right, of uh, you know, young black, um, black men and women? What are some things that uh, that you've seen that are stopping us from trying to reach a certain level of success? One bit success, I think I'll talk about uh, not just graduating uh, college or high school, but bigger, but being trying to be more impactful. I think to some degree, uh, and and I have to blame it on the parent. And I said, the parent, that's me too. That uh, for some reason, they don't know the struggle. Uh, our younger generation think things was always this way. And they weren't. And that wasn't that many years ago. You think about uh, 1967, 1968, hadn't been that long ago. It seemed like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it seemed like it. You know, that some people have had advantages from the beginning. Some of the advantages that we have only happened on 50, 60 years ago. And that's not long ago. I, I was a teenager before I started enjoying some of the things that my fellow classmates was enjoying. So they had a whole 15-year head start on me. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't say... You should be bitter. Those things should make you better. Knowing that you have come a long ways. One man once said uh, a man took and lifted himself up by his bootstrap. Well, how do you tell a man who doesn't have boots to lift himself up by his bootstraps? Wow. And and, and as a a, a group of people, we have done that to a degree. We have a lot to be proud of. But we can't stop. Selling our law, we got to keep moving forward. You know, when it's all said and done, and you know, you eventually, um, you know, decide to retire and all that. What do you want uh, to leave as your legacy at Perry University? Like, okay, I want this as my legacy, or you know. Just, I just want people to know that I tried to make a difference. I tried to make a difference. That's it. You don't have to tell me I had been a superintendent. I had been a principal. I had been a successful basketball coach. It's just good enough to say he tried to make a difference. And I see people for what they are. And that's what I want people to understand. We we live in this world together. You know, that, that, that was the song that said, No Man is an Island. Told him to himself He's part of the main He's part of the whole And anything affects you Affects me Because we should all Be about mankind That has mm-hmm. nothing to do With color You know so Right now Some of my best friends Doesn't look like me mm-hmm. Have given me A lot of opportunities Because They don't see color And that's wow. a good thing And that's where I want Our country to be 
that we don't see color. I told one of my friends who was Jewish, I said, when you walk into the room, no one knows that you're Jewish. But when I walk into the room, everybody knows that I'm black. And I said, isn't that something? Mm-hmm. I want to be able to walk in the room one day and they see a man and not necessarily a black man. You, um, damn, wow. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, wow, that's a, that's a, that's deep. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold you. Is that one of the few goals that we should also have for yeah. ourselves, young, us young, uh, young folks, young generation? Yeah. Or we should just like Look for something else That's you know That's something that may not be able To be fixable Or that could be changed Or I think education Levels the playing field You know maybe your parents Weren't able to own A thousand acres of land I wasn't born privileged And that's why education Was so important In our what community because I think it's a great equalizer it doesn't guarantee success but it does guarantee opportunity I truly believe that I have to believe that mm. because it happened for me it happened for my siblings mm. you know? and in the family in the family has our household are you the oldest no I'm the second child. That's that's three boys and a girl. Okay. But do they all carry your characteristics, your uh, your morals, your discipline? I'm not because I'm not saying that they they are you know everything they do they they. Um, I am proud of my yeah. siblings. They have, they have all done well. Um, one was in in retail, and two of them was in work for Exxon Mobil. And they've done well. Oh, that's it. That's and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably the poorest one of all. I'm being an educator, but I'm a, I'm the richest one of of all of them at because. the same time because I've touched a lot of lives that they didn't have. I remember one time my sister wanted me to quit teaching and come to work for Exxon Mobil because I can make a lot more money. I said, No, what I do, money can't buy. You know, what I'm, you do, money cannot buy. That's right. I'm, I'm changing lives. I'm creating. Young men and women. I remember one time I was, I was at the I was high school coach, right. and um, someone complained to the principal that I was too hard on the kids. So he came down. And he said, "Coach, I had a complaint that uh, you're too tough on the kids." That uh, I said, "Well, let me say this: you go back and tell those people. I'm not trying to create basketball players. I'm trying to create men." And my principal never came back to tell me anything. What somebody else was saying. I don't have time for that kind of rhetoric. I'll stand up in Caesar's house and tell Caesar he's wrong. Now it might cost me my job, but that's okay. I, I got to do right what's right for kids, not what's right for adults. Adults have decided what they're going to be and how they're going to be. I have an opportunity to shape a new generation of kids who think globally, who think beyond themselves. Well, that would be fair to say that's one of the few reasons why you came back to PVNU. Yes. As opposed to any other college? I, I I came back to help for a semester. And when I got here, I said, oh, my God. I wish I had retired five years earlier. Because? Because now those who were in our department who want to expire to be 
a principal or a superintendent, I can give them a roadmap how to get there. And they don't have to go through some of those trials and tribulations that I went through to get there. Oh, oh yes, no, no problem, no problem. <laughs> Um, uh, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you guys kept uh, so keep in touch. That's good. That's good. Uh, is she? She's still okay. Oh, I didn't know she was still here. Okay, but um, go, uh, go going back to our, uh, your, our discussion. Um, you say you wish you were retired five years earlier to to help the the next generation of principals. Huh. That's amazing. So. So me and you are kind of You know In some ways We're almost similar Like we have the same uh, Almost the same uh, goal Where I want to be The next generation of uh, The next version of Eric Thomas But you Wanting to You know ex- Impact Also want to impact it uh, uh, mm, mm, I'm using me As an example of course The next generation That's crazy So With that With that being said sir Um have you have any? Was there any, a point where, like, maybe what you're doing is not going to work out the way you planned it to be? Like, where okay, maybe I'm not impacting as much people as I thought I was going to impact with well, my experience and knowledge. I always wanted to be just an athletic director, and and when that didn't happen, I was going to quit my school. And, my, and I went home to Magnolia and sat down talking to my mom. Uh, my mom is not an educated one, but she got a Ph.D. in life. And she told me, she said, boy, you don't know what God has for you. You, you go back there and you do what you need to do. So I went from wanting to be an athletic director wow. to assistant principal to a principal to a superintendent. And my my. Uh, Aspiration was only to be an athletic director. And, and within those areas, then I was able to see myself impacting more students if I had just limited myself to just being an athletic director. But as an athletic director, who you mainly deal with? Athletes. Athletes. Yeah. And now, as a high school principal, I get a chance to impact all of them because all of them belong to whom? Me. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> and then once I got to be superintendent, yeah. Uh, then Guess what? The whole district belonged to me, and uh, and I think that was the toughest job being a superintendent because I uh, I'm egotistical to a degree. I, I had a problem with non-educators trying to tell educators how the best way to do something. Not saying that the common man from the street can't tell you how to be better, but 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 if I have been successful at this role continuously, regardless. What position I was in Allow me to fulfill it And then if I can't do it Then you get rid of me mm. I see That's 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 fair you know, I don't want yeah. you to put roadblocks in Give yeah. me the same opportunity You've given every other superintendent Who has sat in this position With that being said I would have to ask you If you compared to You know A white A white superintendent <clears throat> Or you know a, a, a superintendent From a different race Have you have you faced like maybe you haven't gotten the uh, the same amount of opportunity as opposed to any other other race or yep. no? It's been equal. No, 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 no doubt about that. But uh, but I don't hold that as a uh, being bitter. 
that helped to make me better. That opened my eyes to some things, you know, because of, apparently I was looking through some rose-colored glasses. That uh, the, 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 the superintendent of the school represent all the kids, not just some of the kids. And with that, the board members sitting on the board should have that same vision. But that's not always the case. But you can't get caught up in that rhetoric. You have to keep doing those things that you know that are good for kids. Mm, I see. I see. So, if if we want, if someone like myself wants to impact this generation, how should how should we? How what's the very what's the first step we should start, 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 start where you are. Look what you're doing. Communication. Communication is one of the best way to do what to be heard. Well, I mean, yeah, and and, and I'm not talking about rhetoric. When you when you do your podcast, sit down and do your research. Make sure that you're talking from a research base and an experience base, not not become a platform that that is that is bitter, but a platform that is helpful. Here's some of the, the struggles I had. This is the way to overcome those struggles because the goal has got to be out there. People sometimes throw things at you to distract you, to keep you from moving forward. And you can't let that happen to you. We have people in this world that are that are masters, masters of separating people. But what happens if they become masters of pulling people together? A lot that could get done. A lot can get done. And that's what you're going to face. And, and color has nothing to do with that. So then my question would be this idea of racism, is that something that we doesn't really exist or is it oh, just something that we just put in our no, no, in no. our I, I truly believe that that exists. But that's a roadblock. Don't let that be a roadblock. You know it exists. So are you gonna complain or are you gonna do something about it? And how do you do that? You bring people to the table and let them have a voice. You you didn't know me from beans for three days ago. But you asked me to be on your podcast. So for some reason, it, 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 you wanted me here for some reason. Because you don't know me. Ah. And the moment you said, I know Miss Minnie Cyrus. Boom. Okay. <laughs> and if you know Miss Minnie Cyrus, you know what she's all about. <laughs> yeah, she's she, all about kids. She is. And about I, doing the right thing, regardless right. what you look like. And that has been her mantra ever since I've known her. She had done more for the community that I live in than anybody I know of as an educator. Hmm. She almost she always, when those special days came by, she ensured that those who didn't have had. And that's what we should be doing. Right? That's what we should be doing. I'm not, when I mean us, I talk about yes. this generation. Yeah, that's that, what I mean. That there's something that said that the poor we should always have. So don't don't worry, don't worry about it. Do what you can. It has already been decided that the poor we shall always have. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, that, that's something I I would definitely take in consideration. Uh, what's again, so we just want to thank you for coming to this uh, to this episode of next gen podcast, and you know. Uh, I really the knowledge that you have given me, and hopefully the knowledge that you guys have, uh, have uh, that he's given, have you put in intake 
And with that being said, it's a wrap for this episode. And uh, if you have any words of encouragement or word of advice to the people listening, no, I just want to uh, say to you, thank you for giving me this opportunity. Uh, I'm not representing my school district or my community or my home. I'm representing myself. So whatever I had to say, it was me. That's the way I believe. I've have a lot of people to be thankful for who get, who got me to this point in life, but uh, but my voice is my voice, not the voice for anybody else. Okay, and before I let you go, I do have to ask this one last question: If you could go back in time, would you change anything about your your story or life, or would you let it just play out the way it is now, or would you have done anything differently? We say our culture is. Some total of our experiences. Our experiences is the thing that makes us. How we deal with our experiences decide whether it's going to be positive or negative. So I wouldn't change anything. Would I love to be a multi-millionaire? Yeah, but would I have worked as hard if I had millions of dollars? So I don't want to. I wouldn't want to go back to change anything. If I could change anything. I really wish the world was one, truly one. That 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 there was no black, there was no white, there was no brown, but it was just people. If I could change anything, oh, that makes sense. And with that, that's a wrap of this episode of Next Gen Podcast. It's your boy Destiny, aka Griffith Kid, and we are out.